Welcome to Flip Flop Your Lifestyle. I am Karen, a sunshine-loving, creative, intuitive, magical manifester who loves everything outdoors, especially the beach. Join me as I share unfiltered, simple steps to guide you from where you are now into living the abundant, juicy, delicious, fun-filled life you dream about. I am so excited for you as you begin your journey, so let's dive right in. Hey there, welcome back. This is Karen. I am so excited that you are here. Welcome back if you've already listened to a couple of the episodes, or if you're brand new, thank you for joining me. I am super excited because today's episode, it comes with, well, a little bit of a trigger warning. Um, But I say this with love and I don't want you to go anywhere yet, Um, but here's the thing. The trigger warning is a little bit about um, eating disorder and a little bit about childhood sexual abuse. However, I will tell you that you may want to stick around because the big part of it is the fact that there is a light on the other side of all of that. And I'm going to share that part of it. So here's the thing. If you have been here a minute um, or you followed me on social media, um, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm a little more active on Facebook than I am Instagram, but you can find me in both places. If you've been here a hot minute, you know that I am extremely open about the challenges that have presented in my life that I have moved through. Now, I don't deal in talking about the the details okay so you're not going to hear from me the details of the situation that happened when I was a child and you know all the the nitty-gritty and the dark and all that you're not going to hear that from me um, if you are somebody who is super close in my inner circle um, you've been around my world uh, maybe you were there when it happened you know what happened and you know how dark it got for me. Um, That being said, there was a period in my life, and that's what I wanna talk about today, is there was a period in my life, and I am actually, let's see, um, what year are we in? What month are we in? Um, If you're (laughs) over 35 or so, you know how this works. When you start to math how old you are. Um, For me, I am 51 turning 52 in, gosh, less than a couple of months. So I'm 51. And this was a traumatic event that happened for me when I was 11 and a half. So we're talking 40 years ago, if my math is correct. Um, We're talking 40 years ago. Now, I carried the shame and the guilt that was associated with that triggering event, which triggered other things. And I'm going to share that. I'm going to share what was triggered by this one event. Um, I carried that for, gosh, like 30 something years. And it shaped my entire life during those three plus decades. So I want to tell you, if you're somebody who's had a traumatic event happen to you, which, you know what, I really don't know. I know like a handful of people who don't, you know, they can say, oh, my childhood was picture perfect. I had a great loving family. I'm super close with my siblings. I'm, my parents are still married. You know, we, we had family dinners on Sunday. Everybody loves each other. 
I have a couple of people in my world who are like that. I actually have a, a friend who is very much like that. And I am so happy for her. I just don't understand that dynamic because that was not my life. And so I'm going to share with you um, how I moved specifically through the shame and the guilt and the really heavy baggage that I was carrying for three decades of my life. So grab a chair, grab a cup of coffee, grab a nightcap, and let's jump in. And I promise you, I know you may, you may be thinking, okay, she said there was a trigger warning. Should I hang around? Well, I promise you that if you hang around at the end of this, you will have either had a really good cry to release some stuff, or you're going to be laughing, smiling, and feeling much lighter. And you can always pop into my, my DMs, my messenger, and, you know, share. If you have any questions about anything that I talk about, feel free to just reach out and ask. I am happy to share my resources because I did not do this alone. I did not do this just magically by waking up one morning and going, okay, I'm done. I put the baggage down. Now let's, you know, happy and joy and free. It doesn't work that way. I wish it did. Okay, we're all magical, but the magic wand doesn't work exactly like that. So that all being said, here's what happened. When I was 11 and a half, um, I was sexually assaulted by somebody that was known to my family. And um, although I have named my, my attacker um, many, many decades ago, um, nothing transpired, nothing happened with it. Um, and I spent about a month, um, basically trying to recover in and out of hospitals, doctors, um, counseling, things like that. And anyway, um, by the time I was 12, so six months later, I was a very active bulimic and I hit it well, like really, really well. I was anorexic and bulimic um, for uh, what would end up being 18 years. But by the time I was 19, I was anorexic. And when I say anorexic, just to give you a, a visual, and again, a little bit of a trigger warning, um, I am about five, seven and a half, five, eight, if you know, like my grandmother would say, stand up straight. Um, we all know what we're talking about here. So I'm about five, seven, five, eight. And I do very vividly, even to this day, remember standing on the scale and seeing the number flash 99. Um, so 99 pounds at five, seven, five, eight. Um, I, I don't care what your, your bone build is. That is sickly and not healthy. Um, and I, I, I won't apologize for that because it was something I had to go through. Um, and because of all of this, you know, the eating disorder was basically my way of trying to destroy the part of me that I felt was so damaged and so um, ugly and so not worthy because if I had not been quote unquote damaged, worthy, unworthy, and, and all of that, 
Um, I never would have been assaulted, right? No. Okay. Don't let that trigger you because the truth of the matter is this. Nobody deserves that. I don't care what kind of horrible human you feel you might be. Nobody deserves that. So that all being said, um, that triggering event led me to choose partners who were abusive physically and emotionally. Um, and this is over decades. Okay. So, um, I gravitated to not only the bad boy, but the bad boy who was abusive, the bad boy that was a liar, the bad boy that was a cheater. They were thieves. Um, they treated me as less than now here's things that are, that are twofold here. First of all, the way these men chose to treat me, that was on them. The fact that I chose to tolerate it, that was on me. So there's two parts to an abusive relationship. And I say this as somebody who's been there and who is now on the other side of that. So no, nobody deserves to be smacked around. Nobody deserves to be told that they're less than. Okay. So let's just be really direct. I'm going to, I'm going to share that in a way that is straightforward because if you know me, I am a very direct person. Nobody deserves that. That being said, there are people in the world that the only way they know how to communicate or to interact with others is in a mean, hurtful, ugly way. And usually if you kind of dive back into their life, you're going to learn that hurt people hurt people. So again, it's not an excuse, but there may be some reasoning there. Okay. So flip over to the, the other side where nobody deserves to be treated like that. However, we are all a hundred percent responsible for what we choose to tolerate. And yes, I know it's not easy. I worked um, when I was in the, the therapeutic community, I worked as a mental health counselor for many years. And one of the environments I worked in, ironically enough, you know, I was trying to now, you know, look back hindsight's 2020, I was trying to find a way out without asking for help because I didn't realize I was worthy of asking for help and worthy of receiving help. But many, many years ago, I was working within the domestic violence community and I worked with victims and women who were in abusive relationships. And I will tell you, it is not easy, one, to actually verbalize that something is going on and that the situation is violent in one way, shape or form and you need out, you need help. And two, it's not easy to leave. Okay. So anybody who says, um, oh, well, you know what? Not a big deal. Your, your partner, your boyfriend, your, your spouse, whatever is abusive, just leave. Okay. Easier said than done. However, once that realization comes to the fore, making changes becomes a responsibility and a step-by-step moment-by-moment thing. So that all being said, I went down this really dark path and eventually, again, hindsight's 2020, eventually my whole 
soul and my light and my spirit went dormant and everything got dark and basically I felt like I was a doormat and I was you know basically being walked over on a daily basis so if you've ever seen the movie Groundhog's Day you may know what I mean when I say I felt like I was getting up every morning doing the same stuff different day you know, taking care of the house, taking care of the kid, taking care of the dog, taking care of the cat, going to work, you know, doing the grocery shopping, doing the laundry. It was day after day after day. And this was, I mean, even prior to my recent marriage, um, in previous relationships, it was still day after day, go to work, go home, make dinner, you know, watch a movie, read a book, maybe go to the gym, go to sleep, get up the next day. And it was Groundhog's Day for 30 years. So God works in mysterious ways. And you can, you know, call it God, spirit, universe, um, you know, Buddha, whatever, whatever your higher power is whatever your belief is of a higher being, whatever you want to name that source, you know, whatever it is. Um, I like to think that my angels, spirits, and uh, the Lord above provided me with something through, it's divine intervention. It's the only way, you know, I can, I can put it. And it's happened to me several times in my life. Um, again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but what I've noticed is it's happened in spaces where I had spent so much time just ruminating on all the darkness, getting up every day and it's like, oh, I am this, I am that. And they were never positive things. You know, why do I have to do this again? And although, you know, again, if you've been here a hot minute, you know, um, I am not one that believes suicide is the answer to anything. I believe it is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And um, I speak from personal experience. I watched a very dear friend of mine. Um, basically, she took her own life where she didn't see any way out. And the, the damage that's done externally to people left behind um, is something that took years for me to to basically get to a point where I could forgive her um, and deal with that anger and release it. Um, so a little bit of a, and I probably should have given you a trigger warning, I apologize. Um, but I will say that uh, things get dark and it gets to a point, at least for me, it got to a point where I was just like, what the freak? I really, I woke up again today? Come on, I'm not liking this. And I would put, you know, bad foods in my body. I wouldn't exercise. I would watch crappy TV. So basically anything that was negative, I was just pouring into my body through my mind, through the people I was around, through the food, you know, all of it, and trying to destroy myself from the inside. I was in a trance and dark negative stuff was what I was dealing with. So that all being said, uh, the universe said, okay, you know what? We're tired of you 
wallowing in this swamp of self-pity. And we're going to basically, since you're not paying attention to the nudges and the gentle taps and the whispers, um, we're going to slam into you with something pretty big that you're going to have to pay attention to. And this divine intervention happened to come in the form of a spiritual being having a human experience, um, one of the most incredible women I've ever met. And I am, I am very blessed that she calls me friend and sister and just, just one of those people that if you're blessed to meet somebody like this in this lifetime, uh, it's a blessing that you don't take lightly. So she and I connected just in, a, again, not a coincidence. It was divine intervention. It seems random, but it wasn't. We met through a person that is no longer a part of my life. Um, it happens to be a toxic person. And yet we met through this person. Again, that was the gift that was left behind when the toxic relationship dissolved. Um, this person, she offered me not only the ability to move from the darkness to the light, but when she asked me my story, she said, what happened? Tell me, you know, write it down. Let's talk about it. And we did. And it wasn't from a place of judgment. It wasn't from a place of, you know, I am such a bad person that these things happened to me. It was from a place of just letting out the story and acknowledging that something bad happened, but it wasn't something that I needed to have imprinted on me for the rest of my life. It was something that I could take the lessons from. It was something that I could acknowledge. Okay, this is what happened and this has shaped me. Now, fast forward all of these years, you know, I've had people say to me, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know, do you wish it didn't happen? You know, and I turn around, I'm like, you know what? I don't. Was it horrible? Yes. Did I carry it around for more years than I should have? Yes. But here's the thing. It has made me the person I am today. And maybe I'm supposed to share this so that somebody else who is carrying around baggage from a traumatic event that happened when you were a child that you had no control over, okay, fast forward 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, maybe you're supposed to hear this message and decide it's okay for you to let go of the shame and the guilt. So we started to basically lean into those memories. Okay. Not in a dramatic way, not in a gossipy judgmental way, but in a way that allowed for me to acknowledge how was I feeling? What was it that I was carrying around and how did I benefit? And the truth of the matter is I was sad and I was angry. I was hurt. And the people that I was attracting were twofold. One, there were people that were similar. You know, they were sad and angry and hurt because they had their own experiences that they hadn't worked through. Um, and then on the other side, it was people who were caregivers. 
and they were caring for me. Now, here's the catch with that. They were caring for me in a way that allowed me to stay in that sad, victim, shameful, guilty, that space because I didn't receive, the little child in me hadn't received the care when all of that was happening at 11 and 12 and 13 years old, when all of that was going on, that little girl inside of me wasn't receiving the love and support and care that she deserved. And that's nobody's fault. Okay, so I know a lot of people are quick to blame it on, you know, the parents or whatever. But I will say this, all of our parents and grandparents, all of us, we are going through life and we are dealing with situations with the skill set and knowledge that we have in that moment and from what we've been taught. So when we want to break these generational curses, we need to do it by becoming informed and doing our own deep inner child and shadow work. So in going through and having these conversations, now, again, God's kind of funny. This individual had their own story. And you know what? It was not much different. And I just, you know, for the first time in my life, realized that, again, I was not the only one. And if you are a female out there or a male, you know, I'm not sure who's listening. I'm thinking mostly women. But if you are a woman and you are listening to this and you are thinking, oh, my gosh, I never stopped to realize that I wasn't the only one that was assaulted in this world. I wasn't the only one who had abusive relationships. I wasn't the only one. We as women really must start talking about our experiences from a place of restoring and regaining our power and teaching the next generation that we deserve better and that there are certain things that just do not tolerate do not tolerate. I can tell you now that I am very, very specific about who gets to be close to me. And I'm not closed off. Um, You know, I'm very open. If you're somebody who knows me in real life, you'll know I am super accessible. Um, But I'm also very specific in healthy boundaries. And for those that attempt to cross those boundaries and overstep, I will say, hey, that's not acceptable. And for some people, they're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't realize I've always done it this way. Let me do it differently. And cool, totally cool. Um, Others are like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to just keep being me. If you don't like me, that's too bad. Um, I love you from afar. So that's basically um, what we, I feel, as women need to do. So getting back to Good point. I think I got on a tangent, but again, if you know me, um, shiny object syndrome. Um, so the question becomes, what beliefs has this situation, whatever it is, created for you? So for me, you know, being assaulted as a child and then going into 18 years of disordered eating and you know, finally getting into recovery and becoming recovered, um, where I have a healthy relationship with with my body and food, um, that took years. But 
during that period of time, the beliefs that it created, like I deserve this, were not serving me. So I'll use this as an example. Um, I'm sure many women can relate to this. I know many women firsthand who are divorced, not a big deal. Um, and yet they've been divorced, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, if not longer. And the kids are grown and flown. If, you know, if the kids, if there were kids, like they're out of the house and everybody's on their own. And yet they have this pent up anger that they're still carrying around from their spouse and the marriage and the relationship and, you know, spending every single day talking about some dramatic event that happens that imprinted on them from a marriage that ended 20 years ago. And I'm going to tell you women, um, as somebody who has been in a marriage that ended, okay, yes. I lost count of how many nights I spent on the phone crying or angry or frustrated or just like, you know, lashing out and the, the really close inner circle, there's a couple of my girlfriends that were there and, you know, there's a point where you go from venting this to releasing it, to moving through it, to letting it go. And it doesn't hold any power anymore. So the beliefs that you're holding onto from the triggering incident or incidents that occurred in your life? Are they helping you or hindering you? So how do you know? Okay, so here's some homework to do. Grab a piece of paper and a pen. Yes, I am old school. This is not the, you know, put it in your phone. This is paper and pen, or if you're feeling really super brave, and I encourage you to do this, if you want to use your phone, use the voice memo feature and record this in your own voice and then listen to it back. Okay. What was here? Here they hear the question. So what was that triggering incident or incidents? What is it you're carrying around? Write it down. Don't censor yourself. This is for you. Nobody else. Don't censor yourself. Write it down. And then take a deep breath, release it, and ask yourself truly what feelings are coming up. I will tell you, I had a lot of anger with the situation related to my marriage. And I say this because there was anger at various people involved in the situations. There was anger directed at myself. I mean, there was anger coming out, uh, you know, whichever way I was spinning around, I was angry. And then I took the time to realize that first of all, anger only fuels a fire within you that is self-destructive. Okay. It's not helpful. Releasing the anger is very helpful. So I wrote a lot of letters to people that I was angry with, including myself. I sat down and pen and paper wrote, 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 wrote. Now here's the thing. You don't mail the letters. Let me be really clear on that, guys. Don't mail the letters. Um, I wrote letters and then I would burn them. 
and then I would write them again and then I would burn them. And this went on for probably a couple of weeks. Um, and I know that may sound like a long period of time to some people that may sound super quick to others, um, but it was a couple of weeks. And then I realized that the anger wasn't there anymore. And then there was some kind of sadness and there was like a, a grieving process. Um, and I say this, you know, for anybody who has gone through something that uh, requires grief, <laughs> and I say requires grief because we like to pretend it's not um, an, a feeling sometimes, but grief is a process and grief does not go away. It just changes its appearance. Um, so I will say that, uh, again, trigger warning, um, loss of a parent. Uh, almost 14 years ago, my father passed away. And I will tell you that the grief with my father's passing um, was a different dynamic and a different process than the grief when my mother passed just eight or nine months ago in December. So there's a different process that happens. Um, but going through and acknowledging the feeling and releasing it because you've become aware of it that's the first part of this okay acknowledging that hey I am still angry with this person because of this situation now if you've listened to any of my previous episodes you know that we can only control ourselves. we can't control another person oh my gosh I am the mother of a grown child and I will tell you that there were moments in her life when I was like please don't do this please don't do this you know I see you can see the big picture but you can't control the individual and then she would go and do whatever it was and she'd come back to me and go oh, mom I wish I didn't do that and I'd go all right let's talk about it never said I told you so because we all have our journeys and we all have to learn our own lesson, um, but we have to become aware of our surroundings and the way we're choosing to feel and what we're allowing to impact us and what we're choosing to tolerate. Because I will tell you the law of cause and effect in the universe, which is, you know, if you don't know anything about it, look it up. Universal law of cause and effect is that, you know, you reap what you sow. If you want a joyful, happy existence, focus on that and help others have a joyful, happy existence. Really? It's that simple? It is. So we'll talk more about universal laws as I get further into episodes. Um, but now, just for today, I want to close on this. We are going through this experience this lifetime and instead of doing it in a trance we get to experience it the way we choose to experience it so becoming aware of how we are choosing to feel how we are choosing to be who we are choosing to be around our energy level and all of that, keeping the good stuff, magnifying the good stuff, and releasing what doesn't serve, what doesn't bring more happiness, more joy, more health, more wealth, more abundance, 
all of the good stuff keep release the other stuff and I will leave you with this these two words I'm gonna give you two words and these two words are the most powerful words and I encourage you because the universe does not understand sarcasm the universe does not understand want or not so whatever you choose to focus on will come about and so the words are I am and whatever you choose to put after those words it's effectively ordering from the menu it's the universal menu so if you say to the universe I am fat lazy tired whatever broke guess what the universe says okay that's what she wants let me give it to her and you get what you ask for the universe is amazing it's like having your own personal magic wand and you can wave it I am and the universe provides so whatever you choose to put after the two words I am choose to make it something beautiful I am worthy I am healthy I am love I am abundant I am beautiful I am a fierce sexy warrior goddess who brings joy to my world every day so guys I want to thank you for joining me I am extremely grateful that you're here and I would love to hear what your I am statement is so connect with me on social media share it with me leave a review and tell me what your I am statement is and next time I may just share a few more of my favorite I am's thanks for joining me Hey, thanks for listening. If you love what you heard and feel inspired, be sure to leave a five-star review. Connect with me on social media, screenshot this episode, and tag me on Instagram. And be sure to share this podcast with a friend, as everyone deserves to live in happiness, joy, peace, and abundance daily. Until next time, may your day be full of magical moments.